Hello and welcome to the 86th episode of Crosby's Nine, where we look at English from all angles. Do you remember the dot-com bubble? Please repeat, do you remember the dot-com bubble? The dot-com bubble. Back from the... mm, It was the end of the 90s, the beginning of the 2000s. Dot-com bubble. By the way, do you remember the three ways we express that little dot? In other words, there are three ways of saying dot. We say dot, period, and point. Dot, period, and point. Just to review very quickly, dot com, like www dot, blah, 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 dot com. We say dot. I think everybody knows that. Period is punctuation, right? When you type a sentence, when you're typing on your computer and you write a sentence or you type a sentence, you finish the sentence with a period. Or we can use that expression, period. I am not going to the store this afternoon. I'm tired. I'm not going, period. Okay. And decimal. Let's look at a fever. In Fahrenheit, if you have a temperature of 100.4 degrees Fahrenheit, you have a fever. In Celsius, if you have a temperature of 37.2 degrees, you have a fever. Okay, just a quick review of period, dot, and point. Okay, now I was talking about the dot-com bubble. I don't know why I was thinking about this, probably because of all of the crises we've had in the last several years. And by the way, is it crisis or crises? What's the difference? Well, crisis is singular. Crisis is spelled C-R-I-S-I-S, and crises is plural, spelled C-R-I-S-E-S. So I was thinking about the various crises we have experienced or we have gone through over the past 20 years or so. Please repeat. How many crises have we gone through? How many crises have we gone through? Remember the phrasal verb to go through refers to experiencing a difficult situation or a difficult period. So how many crises have we gone through in the last 20 years? Well, the dot-com bubble was a big one. Remember the dot-com bubble? And that goes back to roughly the year 2000. Some people call it the internet bubble or the dot-com bubble. What was that? What is an internet bubble or a dot-com bubble? Well, it refers to speculation. The concept of a bubble refers to excessive speculation in the stock market. So when the stock market grows very quickly, the value of the stock market increases and keeps growing and growing and growing. It is expanding and it's like a bubble. And then what happens? It bursts. Why does it burst? Because the market is overvalued. And that happened in the year 2000 with this dot-com bubble or the internet bubble. This is a great analogy. We'll use a bubble because when something expands, like the stock market, when it was expanding, you know that it's going to crash, or in this case, burst. The stock market crashes and an internet bubble bursts. Please repeat. The stock market crashes and an internet bubble bursts. The stock market crashes and an internet bubble bursts. Quickly. And so that was a pretty bad moment when the stock market crashed because of the dot-com bubble. 
And what about the real estate bubble? That was another bubble, the real estate property bubble, particularly here in Spain in the mid-2000s. The real estate bubble began roughly in the mid-90s and went until the mid-2000s, and then boom, that bubble burst. Now remember, the verb burst is irregular. It's burst, burst, burst. And that was terrible. But that was another bubble that burst, the real estate property bubble burst, because the values of real estate were overvalued. Do you remember the prices? Some of you may remember the prices of real estate here in Spain in the mid-2000s, right before the bubble burst. It was amazing. It was incredible. The prices were going through the roof. Please repeat. The prices were going through the roof. Or the prices went through the roof. That's a very good expression. If you remember one expression from today's podcast from the 86th episode, remember this one. To go through the roof means to rise to a very high level. We use it for prices. Okay, in this case, it's kind of funny because there is a play on words here as well. To go through the roof means to rise to a high level. And of course, a roof is the top part of a building. So we're talking about real estate. But again, practice that expression. If prices go through the roof, prices rise to a very high level. And that was the case with the real estate bubble here in Spain that eventually burst in the mid-2000s. Bubble, bubble. What about bubble gum? Do you chew bubble gum or do you chew chewing gum? Please repeat. Do you chew bubble gum or do you chew chewing gum? I actually chew chewing gum with a bubble gum flavor. Yeah, I found this great gum that has the bubble gum flavor, but it's chewing gum. So you can't really blow a bubble with chewing gum, can you? Not really. Bubble gum is for blowing bubbles, and chewing gum is for chewing. Of course, you have to chew bubble gum, but you can also blow bubbles with bubble gum. And of course, if you're chewing bubble gum and you start to blow a bubble and you continue to blow and blow and blow, the bubble pops. We could say the bubble bursts, but we usually use that for the economy. But if you're simply blowing a bubble with bubble gum, the bubble pops. But don't confuse a bubble gum bubble popping with bubble gum pop. What's bubblegum pop music? Bubblegum pop music is music that is aimed at teenagers. It's a genre of music that's aimed at teenagers. There were two very well-known producers back in the 60s, a guy named Jerry Cassinets and Jeffrey Katz, and they coined the phrase bubblegum pop, which is music aimed at teenagers. Now, don't burst my bubble. Here's another great expression. Come on, man. Don't burst my bubble. If somebody bursts your bubble, they destroy your dream. They destroy your fantasy. They stop you from being happy. Let's say, for example, that you think that this Thursday is a holiday, and it's not, but you think it is. And I would say to you, uh, you know what? I really hate to burst your bubble, but uh, no, Thursday is not a holiday. And you would say, oh, come on, man. Don't burst my bubble. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to burst your bubble, but it's true. Thursday is not a holiday. I thought it was. Sorry. Sorry to burst your bubble. And talking about gum, let's practice the conditional very quickly. I love practicing the conditional with you. Please repeat. If you chew gum with sugar, you will damage your gums. 
That's the first conditional, right? If you chew gum with sugar, you will damage your gums. Now remember, gums refers to the skin around your teeth that supports your teeth. So again, first conditional, if you chew gum with sugar, you will damage your gums. Second conditional, if you chewed gum with sugar, you'd damage your gums. If you chewed gum with sugar, you'd damage your gums. If you chewed gum with sugar, I don't, but if I did, if I chewed gum with sugar, I would damage my gums. And the third conditional, if you had chewed gum with sugar, you would have damaged your gums. If you had chewed gum with sugar, you didn't, but if you had chewed gum with sugar, you would have damaged your gums. Gums, it's usually used in the plural, that skin around your teeth that supports your teeth is called gums. Okay, I think we've seen enough in this nine-minute podcast. You have to start implementing these new words and these new expressions into your English, and don't be afraid to make mistakes, okay? So that is it for the 86th episode of Crosby's Nine. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.